Oh, man. Discord isn't recording. What What did it say I had to do <sighs> last week to get Discord to record? I don't remember. Downgrade <laughs> to a stable operating system? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> very, very funny, Kai. Zach is enjoying So, you can himself. do an install... Uh, if you do go to install extras, mm. oh, oh, you're probably having an ACE oh, yes, problem. Yes, and then and then I tried to do that last week, and it, <laughs> it said something like- about um it not being supported. Yes, this version, the included mm-hmm. version of ACE, cannot be installed as it is not compatible with macOS. Mm-hmm. So I actually, yes, we did we did do this dance last week, and um ended up in the same outcome. <laughs> anyway, all right. So I hope your recording works. So what? Wait. So you're recording now. Okay. If you're okay, recording cool. work, yeah. I'm recording it myself, but I'm not are... recording a backup of the conversation. Yeah. So uh, we might end up with a one-sided show. We're not using betas. <laughs> Actually, things have been good since. <laughs> Isn't it always a one-sided show? <laughs> things have always uh, yeah. things have been good since last week. So I just checked, and my computer has not been restarted since the end of our recording last week, which means I haven't had any issues since the. Well, end. it's just about time for it. To <laughs> it's going to give up after after seven days. Um, so, anyway, this week's been better. Mm-hmm. Um, my fans still enjoy themselves, but apart from that, the computer this, is fine. And this is still yeah. on beta 2, right? This is still beta 2, yes. Hopefully, hopefully, by the time we release this episode, beta 3 is out. It will probably have been out for a few hours, if all goes to plan. But can we talk about why did Apple release the public beta already? Why? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's crazy awkward. <sighs> It's the yeah. first time Apple decided to ship something ahead exactly. of schedule. Exactly. They're like, it was always <laughs> going to be July. So it's like, okay, that lines up with beta three, mm-hmm. maybe beta four, if they want to push it to the end of July. Like, yep. This is very sensible. People have to wait a month or two. No, we just rushed they it They just out. didn't have enough people testing it's it crazy. internally. They needed to get more people but, testing so, it. Yeah, like, I do wonder yeah, why they pushed it out early. I wonder if there were issues with people and the developer, beta, like, as in, too many people installing it that they didn't want, so they're just like, eh, we'll release the foot. Like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't... It's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't they also send an email, like an advertisement email to, to you, Kai? Yeah. Um, and say, like, sort of letting people know that there is a beta yeah. available, so please, like, feel free to install a beta. Yeah, try the new iOS, iPadOS, macOS, and tvOS public zero semicolon... <laughs> Betas. Yeah, got the same email. Is there any type of warning in there? Are they Did you see that message too with the badly this. formatted? I don't know if it was badly formatted, but no? I saw the no. email. Um, I think there is a warning, Mullen, like, okay. un- like more so than usual. It's like, okay. please be no- uh, please be aware that you might have to back up all your data and that you might lose all your data because this is pre-release software. And I feel like, I could be wrong, but I feel like that's a bit more of a warning than they usually give. Yeah, That is really badly formatted. Did you see the, the email I got? Public oh, zero. Oh wow! No, mine semicolon. is not beta. You know what? They they wrote it on beta software, and so only the betas <laughs> can see this in plain text. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I, don't know, I don't know what's just going strange. on. Strange, like not just releasing it, but also encouraging people to use it is very bold. Doesn't make sense. I'm sorry, it's too early. I was thinking maybe they really want people to sort of start adopting it because they want more developers to feel comfortable downloading it and starting to write new things on the beta. But that doesn't, like, then you you don't have to make it public because of that. Um, so maybe it's what, like, maybe they needed. I don't know. I really don't know. Mm. Maybe someone accidentally pushed a button. Yeah, I mean, like, who's going to go, oh, I, I'm staying away from dev beta too, but hey, public beta's here. It's the same build, but I think it's safe because they're calling it a public beta. Just yeah. also, we should like we should just say the fact that it has a public beta tag on it is meaningless. It's still a beta, just like all the other betas that we've complained about for the last three weeks. Um, not not necessarily because they don't have the same frequency, right? So it could be that beta three is a um regression, and the public beta one is better, and then public beta two is an improvement on oh, that. Oh no! So you don't still say have the this. risk of deaf betas that you get more frequent. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So maybe they actually feel like beta three will be flakier yeah, will than be beta terrible. two. <laughs> so they want to release a public beta. This is, now. A, this is a terrible uh, hypothesis that I hope is incorrect. <laughs> oh no! I'm traveling next week, and I'm relying on beta three to be good. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe I shouldn't update. My phone oh, is okay yeah. as it is. I will I will update the watch because the battery life is terrible. But Maybe the phone should But I mean, stay. realistically, do you need phone assistance in Japan? Don't you just feel like a native? At sure, home? yeah. What are you, yeah, you going to use uh, your phone for? You know, I know the yeah, city right. like the back of my hand. I can read the all the signs. I can talk to yeah. the people. I totally understand all the menus. I mean, Tokyo is also a small city, right? So after a day, you've yeah, got course. a good overview of an entire city, and then you don't need a phone yep. anymore yeah, anyway. So. That's how that works. Yeah. Oh, so you'll be fine. Yeah, it was great knowing you. <laughs> I, I'm probably not going to be able to make it from the airport to the city. Do I just should I just sit at the airport for a week? <laughs> at least that'll be safe. Yeah, yeah, it might be safer. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so that that's fun. Mm. Beta beta life. I'm I'm okay with having yeah. it this time. Like usually, I tend to update when there is a public beta, just because it feels like then it's stable enough, so they're releasing it to the public. Uh, but I'm gonna wait a bit. Uh, I think that's for the best. Yeah, I'm I'm usually going with beta too, but not this yeah. year. <laughs> Mostly because I'm not working on on. I mean, I'm done with the iOS 13 stuff. Just wait till Tuesday. So I don't really beta feel like I need to use a day today. I I still have a release for iOS 12 coming. So after that release is out, then I feel comfortable updating. This kind of reminds me of when of last year when they launched the public beta for iOS 12. On like the same build, like the same build as the de- as the developer beta that had really bad location services issues. So I would be driving along mm-hmm. and it would have me on the complete wrong road. Like it wouldn't error. It wouldn't say, "Oh, can't find your location," or your location might be incorrect. It was just as though I was driving on a road that I wasn't. It was really weird, and that felt like that should be a yeah, showstopper for a public this. beta because. I think there's an implicit, like, and I know that, well, yes, it's the same build as developer seed, but like, there's an implicit, like, understanding there that the public beta isn't going to break sort of fundamental workflows. Like, I yes, know. there's going to be crashes. Yes, it's going to be yeah. slow. Yes, your battery might take a hit, but you would expect that most of the Apple apps are in a usable state. And definitely last year with the, yeah. the GPS issues. Yeah. Maps was not in a usable state, nor any third-party app that has a map. <laughs> yeah, I do sort of feel like public beta is sort of an invitation for people who are not developers to feel comfortable installing it. I mean, it. not I think- comfortable. That's what that's what actual releases are for. I, I, know, I think it's still but like I think you, any any anything that has a beta tag, even if it's saying public in front. Do you have think the people understand what a beta this- tag means, though? I, I mean. People people learn that quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I feel like many people might, especially people who are iPad users, might see this and be like, oh, I want the new iPad OS. And then, well, then in public beta. Uh, yeah. I mean. I know, but I don't know if it's something people should learn just like that. I think it should maybe be a bit more stated so people know eh. it's not as safe or potentially. can make dis- their own decisions. I'm okay with it. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I wouldn't have made the decision to release this <laughs> as a public beta in the first place. No, no, so but that's in what general, I'm thinking. Like, if it, if you have to be aware of the fact that people won't understand what a beta means. <sighs> well, it's hard. You can't you can't design everything around that people won't understand it. But if you're if you're putting a profile on your phone and downloading a two gigabyte software update, yeah, hopefully you hopefully you at least understand loosely what this implies. But yeah, I don't know. I still think it's too soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully we'll uh, hopefully beta three will be a lot better, and we can all update our things. Well, I will update all my things. You may update <laughs> all your things. I expect you to update all your things, <laughs> um, so we can talk about them. Prob- probably the, the biggest reason to update, and I kid you not, is the the new iMessage features, so that everyone has a photo. Because I don't add contact photos <laughs> to my contacts because that I don't know seems weird to ask someone if I could take a photo of them. Requires yeah. effort. But like when people, like the few people who I do message who have iOS 13, it's been so nice to see that, hey, uh, yada yada has a has a profile photo. Would you like to add this to their contact? And it's like, great. And also there's no pressure to keep it up to date because they're responsible for that. And it will sort of either update itself automatically or prompt you to update if they update it. So it's really handy. Um, I really like that feature. So that's why everyone should be updating. Hmm. If you have friends on iOS 13, so that your friends can have nice contact photos for you. I feel like this is not really the main selling point with the new iOS version. This is the main reason. <laughs> okay. All right. This is the, cool. the number one reason. So if you want your iPad to restart every day, but having pictures of all your friends, updates exactly. the beta. Public beta one today. Yes. I just remember what my friends look like. But then, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. It is actually a lot. I'm surprised how much I like having the photos there when I'm not used to it, though. It's strange, but okay. it's, I don't know. I already have photos of most of my friends there. You're prepared. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, well. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Moving on. Yeah. Um, I had some follow-up. Okay. Um, I just wanted to mention, um, in the last episode we were talking about uh, Meng Tu. Is that how you, spe- how you pronounce that name? Um, who had been playing around <laughs> with uh, <laughs> Swift UI. I'm just going to pick I, I it assume with you're it. correct. Um, so Meng Tu had been playing around with Swift UI, and we put a link in the show notes um, to one of his tweets where he was laying things out really, like really custom things out in Swift UI, uh, and it just looks really, really nice. And I saw today that he is releasing a um, Swift UI course. Mm-hmm. Um, Together with some other courses, I think the Swift, as I understand it, it's not out yet. It will be, at least two of them will be out this summer. Uh, there might be some sneak peeks in there already. Um, but it's pretty cool to see that he's actually releasing a whole course about it. And it seemed pretty well done. Like just looking at the website and looking at uh, some of his tweets about it. Everything seems really comprehensive. And yeah, it seemed to really show how you can actually build a whole app using Swift UI. And I just wanted to sort of recommend it or just point out that there's more information um, about those things from Ming too. So we will put a link in the show notes for that too. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. And um, I do have my eye on this course. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because you sort of subscribe. It, it's available now, the Swift UI one, but you sort of subscribe to his uh, content as a whole. You don't like buy mm. his course. So you can buy a subscription for either a month or for a year. Um, yeah. But then you're sort of, I guess yeah, you have to keep renewing to look at it. Anyway, mm. it looks really good. I, I have my eye on it. I will probably, I would like to go through it, but also because it is a subscription and not a one-off purchase, I don't want to buy it before I'm ready to go over it because mm-hmm. yeah. um, I and do want to make the most of it. also there will be two upcoming SwiftUI courses throughout the summer. Okay. So I think he nice. might have released one of That's them awesome. and then there will be more things coming up. Um, so yeah, makes sense to wait till you have time. Yeah, no, definitely. No, I like the angle he takes of like UI design for developers. Yeah, um, yeah. which is it's really it's really cool. So and and to yeah, design his website is, is really beautiful. nice too. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really good. Man, I, I wish my apps looked some... like this. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he got some people that complain about a hamburger menu, um, mm, but apart yeah. from that. Pretty yeah. nice, uh, simple apps. I was going to point that out right now, too. Yeah, see? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, even he's not perfect, is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, it, it looks awesome. And, I mean, even... even So, I now followed him on Twitter uh, since last week mm-hmm. when you mentioned him. Like, just sort of going through some of his tweets, it's really cool. And sort of the stuff that's possible in SwiftUI with relatively little code is really neat. And I'm yeah. looking forward to diving into it more. And it directly attacks a lot of the, th- like the, the attitude of SwiftUI forces you to do very standard UI and doesn't allow you to do yeah. custom stuff. It's like exactly against that. This is, this almost feels like something Apple should have released as part of the SwiftUI, uh, kind of educational material to be like, mm-hmm. and here we go, super custom. Look at this. Um, so I think it's pretty cool. But speaking of uh, nice design, the Bondi Apple Store mm. is redesigned in the new Town Square-like look. Um, have you been there to buy any? That's the first redesigned Apple Store in Sydney, isn't it? It is. Yes, I haven't been since oh. it opened yesterday morning at like nine thirty. Oh, I was hoping you got um, the T-shirt. <laughs> it would have been cool. So, um, Pat uh, Murray. Uh, friend of the show, I guess. Um, yeah, Pat Murray mentioned he might pop. I don't think he ended up doing that, but I thought that was a really good idea. I was just uh, a bit too busy on this weekend to make it there uh, yesterday in morning. A lifetime opportunity. Uh, I know the t-shirt was kind of cool too. Um, I don't know if you saw it on nine to five, yeah. Mac, but it looked yeah. pre- it looked pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's the first. Anyway, is there a particular reason this is in our topics? No, I just want to ask Zach if he oh, actually okay. went to the Bondi store because i always want to go to one of those um sort of opening of stores but now most of the cities i live in already have established apple stores so it's not common that many 
oh, many of them open. You would hate a store opening. I would hate the store opening, but I would go for the t-shirt. <laughs> so, uh, there you, is an Apple store fairly close to my house. And when that eventually gets... It's one of the ones in a shopping center, so it's probably going to take a while. But when that gets its eventual redesign, I will do my best to make it to that. Cool. Yeah, I really don't like the store openings. Yeah. A lot of applause and clapping. and uh, See, I wonder it's if... It's like Dub Dub. I, I felt really bad about this at Dub Dub. And I think many people who I spoke to weren't aware of this being a thing. So first time attendees to WWDC will quite quickly notice that when you are entering the building to get your badge or when you're entering the building for the keynote or just <laughs> entering the after building. lunch... <laughs> um, all of the Apple employees that are usually working in the Apple stores are going to stand there and applaud for you, applaud for you for making it in and high five you because you're great, I guess. And this is seen, like, I feel like this is a cute idea, but I don't feel like Apple developers are the best crowd for this. It feels, it feels American. <laughs> it is uh, very American. Uh, yeah. And it's I think mostly, I think when we talked to some Americans, they were like, yeah, it seems fine. But yeah. everyone that's not American, uh, I think, has a, more issues with this. Yeah. And I think many it's people are over overwhelmed the about being there in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's also more, I, I understand it more for, for WWDC because there is an actual reason to be excited like there are cool things happening you you're you're going to this event that you might have been looking forward to for quite some time and a store i don't know i i don't i don't get it for a store (laughs) see see i i I don't want to criticize this with wwdc because as i understand there's a lottery for the people who are helping out at from apple as well so they are probably really excited for being there for many of them it's as exciting as people who are developers to actually come there. So I think it's great that they want to sort of express that, but I just think some people might not be super comfortable with it. And I don't really know how to deal with that. Uh, We tend to always stick around in crowds in order to not (laughs) get all the attention on one single person. Uh, But yeah, it's a very American concept. Mm. Yeah, I almost hold the opposite view that it's more okay in a retail store than it is at WWDC. What? Because in a retail... like. In a retail retail store, it's like, that's what you get. Like, you don't have to go in (laughs) if you don't want to. It's like, that's Uh, the way uh, the company wants to portray themselves. That's perfectly okay. It's like, there are weird retail stores that, you know, you get weird customer service and that's part of their appeal. So, I think that's, I think that part's (laughs) more okay. But it's like, yay, consumerism. (laughs) Yeah. Sure, that's exactly what it is. But also, it's Apple's store. They can do what they want. With something like WWDC, you're sending, like, a bunch of developers are going, they're being, but... But you got a bunch of people who are going, who are being paid to be there by their employer or whatever. Like for them, it's a work trip, and like for us, it's a work trip. And it's like here we are being like clapped oddly. It's it's strange. Whereas I don't know if I step into an Apple retail store, uh, if you get I'm to doing trip for that. free, you can complain. <laughs> yeah, it's so a little bit funny because like, yeah, but in the Apple retail store, you actually go to spend money, and they sort of applaud about you spending money. It's. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, that's, that's the- why I think that's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but you can also order stuff online, and it and it does ship relatively quickly. Um, mm. So I don't and know. I've I not think yet it's had a uh, delivery person applaud me for receiving my delivery. Yeah, so always- see, it's a <laughs> double win. <laughs> no, no, that would be very weird. <laughs> like the FedEx person uh, applauding you when anyway, they're delivering the it. The applauding thing, not not really my cup of tea, but I, I don't. I mean, I, I can get through that for a week. Oh, man, I w- I'm done by like the second day, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how to segue into that. Uh, excitement and cheering is maybe, <laughs> is maybe not what people would do i don't know there's not a good segue help okay, <laughs> okay. We can just so, use, so like, a cup the sound. apple store yeah. redesigned it's pretty nice um the the designer of that apple store is uh, leaving like, apple is that see that that is a smarter yeah segue. but did he actually did johnny have actually have, was he ever in charge on the apple to, apple retail store for the yeah. sake of the segue he was involved <laughs> I mean, clearly, Apple Park and the Apple retail stores are all, like, following the same design philosophy now. So, I definitely, like, that that would be very surprising if that would have happened by very individual design teams, coincidentally picking the same marble for their stores. So, Johnny Hive <laughs> is leaving Apple. We got to hear earlier this week. I don't know. Like, um, 
Did you were you guys surprised about this? I mean, we talked about this like literally two weeks ago, three weeks yeah, I ago. Think I think Kai kind of predicted when. it because um, on my predictions for WWDC, mm, I had like a Johnny Ive narrated about. video, yeah. and then when we didn't get a Johnny Ive narrated video, I think it was Kai said something like, "Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if Johnny's on the way out. He doesn't seem to have too much involvement." Uh, I think he made one appearance all week, and that was in the like he got a press photo in the Mac Pro Pro Studio. Thing in Bob, yeah, explained uh, uh, explain to Tim Cook what what the <laughs> what machine is they, they re- just released. Yeah, yeah, very strange. That was the first time Tim was seeing it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tim's like, "Oh, what is this? It's a Mac." Oh, I thought it was a cheese grater. <laughs> yeah, um, some people use that for 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 work and stuff. Like, wow. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I think it was. Uh, it's not very. I think it's been sort of expected and yeah, like we mentioned earlier, it's something that you sort of notice throughout the narration, but also many people have sort of been speculating on this afterwards that the fact that Johnny Ive was changing his role to be, what was the official change to? Um, his role was changed in 2015. CDO, Chief, Chief CDO. Design. Yeah. yeah, and that sort of in theory sounds like he's getting more responsibilities, but Within that, at the same time, he also sort of separated into do more on Apple Park design, I think. So I think he might potentially already have been a little bit more distance from the design team back then already. Um, so I think it's not, I don't think it will be very noticed at the moment by the sound of it, um, because I think there are. I mean, I. I... Johnny, I've still been with Apple for what is it, yeah. 27 years, 28 years? It was a crazy amount of impact that this person had at Apple. And I'm not... I mean, it makes sense, right? If you imagine how many people change jobs in our industry every year or two. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy to, to see it's all those impressive. Apple people that have been with Apple for, for 10, 20, yeah. and in this case, almost 30 years. And I yeah. totally understand when you're like, all right, I've designed everything now for the last 30 yeah. years. But uh, of course, that means that he has had so much impact on Apple. And I think all of the design that's laid out for Apple, that's he, he has had an input in every single product. So I think he definitely... If a new product comes up and will be designed, it would probably not be uh, something that is as involved in. So I'm curious about seeing new, like actual, like really new products coming up and see how that's going to look in comparison. Hard to say though, because the, the, the weird thing to me is how Apple announced this. Like the combination of mm-hmm. Johnny's leaving, but he's uh, starting his own design company, Design From, uh, mm-hmm. which is, by the way, also a diff- love from. Not, not, Love from. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Design yeah. from. Design from would yeah. be a good name. Design from would be less less weird than love from. I um, agree. Yeah. We we can but, get back to the name, to the but name I mean, later, but I have some comments. I too. guess Apple is a very good name for like it's very smooth and concise of a name. Love from, maybe less so. I think he said in an interview that that was from a quote from Steve Jobs that Apple is designing products for a lot of people. And no, I think it was basic. I read this just recently. So it's basically that um, when Apple design things, they put love into it. And it's not necessarily something that they will be able to deliver to people. This love is nothing they will deliver to people directly. But the fact that they do put so much love into this will add love to the humankind to some sense um, and sort of having that attitude when you design things will make the world a better place um, but then I think the name should be with love not love from just a suggestion <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you didn't file your corporation paperwork yet uh, Johnny just maybe it was trademark <laughs> yeah. um, that is that is weird right I mean <laughs> it's like uh, to, to start the agency and say yeah and we'll now work for apple that's that's a very strange thing for apple i don't i i would I mean, be very surprised if he works for apple at all really uh i mean we, seems we'll like a way probably to never know i mean the next thing will be released and someone will not like to design and then say look that's what happened yeah, when johnny a, is not yeah. involved or the next yeah. thing is released and everyone's like see it's amazing that's what happens when johnny isn't involved so now and we just have this happens. weird state of everyone uh randomly uh saying what kind of impact it had realistically we probably won't really know yeah. and maybe that's what that announcement was about it's like yeah, now, yeah, now it we really can't keeps know us for in the blind. we can't really blame blame or incur like we yeah. can't really 
say that it's good or bad because we don't actually know what impact it has and we uh, yeah it will be yeah, hard to drawing, read if you draw a blurry line it's hard to tell where the line is yeah but then also the uh, <laughs> it's surprising i mean johnny is a person important enough to apple that i'm i'm sure tim cook didn't hear about this uh, two weeks ago i'm sure johnny didn't have a two-week notice on his employment no no <laughs> so i'm i'm sure this has been a thing that's been uh planned for four plus years i'm surprised about that this is where apple landed with a replacement plan yeah but that's they... why i think that's why i think they will not directly have an a negative impact from this because I think if it's been something in the making for so long and something that the team has been aware of, I think they have probably separated the responsibility to a different sure. extent. Sure. It's just that, I mean, Apple was a company that had a s- chief design officer. Uh, yeah. And now it's, they don't. And yeah. Jeff Williams is, uh, who formerly worked as the CEO, uh, COO. Is he, <laughs> is he still CEO? I, I forgot. I think he is, but they hired a vice president ah, yes. of operation. Yeah. Senior vice president. You're yeah. right. Um, not hired, promoted. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. They promote one. Yeah. So I, I find that interesting that, um, the strategy of replacement for a very design focused person isn't the COO. But so I mean, the new senior vice president is called Sabi Khan. Sabi Khan, just real life, real life, real time follow up. Cool, and you're really committing to difficult names this episode. <sighs> yeah, I I appreciate the courage. Thank you. <laughs> um, anyway, it's uh, to me that's that's the interesting part that after years of planning, this is what Apple decided to to frame it as: Johnny going independent working for apple not being directly replaced but instead design now being overseen by jeff williams Mm -hmm. it's not what i like the the entire replacement like johnny leaving i i thought was inevitable and was upcoming but the replacement plan to me was the very surprising thing yeah no i i i I do agree i'm trying to think about before um before johnny i was cco CDO. CDO. Um, what? Uh, who? What was the sort of structure that they were going for? Was he vice president of designer, and he just interacted directly <laughs> with Tim Cook, or do, uh, do, does anyone remember? He was the senior vice president of design. Okay, because they do still have um, two senior VPs, I think, um, in the design sort of area of Apple. Uh, I feel like I'm getting this wrong. Um, just name wise, but it seemed like they still have people in charge of things that um, Johnny I've used to do before he got the C um, CDO role. So that's why I'm just wondering, like, how this structure is differencing from. Like, it doesn't seem like they're fulfilling any role like the CDO. Um, I think, yeah, it's just different. Um, I don't know if it has a like. What, what are you thinking? Kai? You're mentioning that you thinking that this is a strange decision it's not necessarily strange it's just very much not what i expected so what did what would you have expected would you have expected someone else to get the role of johnny i because i'm just thinking the cdo role was something that was sort of created for johnny and i'm not sure so so my replacement plan would have been that we've seen more design people prominently in in keynotes and in presentations Mm -hmm. for new products and designs and then one of those people that's I mean that. I mean, they there will probably be stars establishing themselves in presentations. You said stars. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Like Craig Iteriki, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, his his first presentation wasn't great, but then after a couple, you you felt like he he has uh, a bright future at Apple. Something like mm-hmm. that, where you can see someone that kind of takes on more and more responsibility and just becoming more and more present and being more and more in like publicly. Uh, shown by Apple for that person then to take on Johnny's role as yeah, as yeah. and and Johnny not being publicly in 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 videos and and in um things as much and more of a like fading replacement yeah, to, to yeah. a new bright star. So you sort of see a, a new person stepping up into that f- like throughout the last four years, um, and then that person would sort of dynamically grow into that's that. That's what role? I kind of expected. Yeah, yeah I expected yeah. this like a. Not an official, but like at least unofficially, that you can see a transition into some 
other people like in general apple does it at the moment right we see a lot more people at the moment from apple throughout the different teams and throughout the different organizations than we've done before yeah and um that's kind of what i expected for design to happen too that we see more people and one of those people will then take on the responsibilities that do you think had. the fact that they sort of went with this structure and put jeff williams in this role means that that's not going to happen or do you think that might still be happening they're just sort of trying to work out who they who they see fit that that role i don't know i feel like um realistically you would have thought about that over the last four years so i feel like this is what apple planned as i said i this this would have not been a spontaneous oh no we don't have anyone uh jeff you're you're taking that on now mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like this must have been the plan it's just not what i expected doesn't mean it's bad it's just are going to be interesting to see if we see any anything from that. I mean, Jeff Williams has been quite. Um, I think his his uh, his presentations during WWC were interesting. He seemed to be, have a good reputation inside of Apple. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not. I'm not saying that it's not good. It's just not what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree too. And uh, like, I don't think he's. Like bad at what he's like, he's really good at what he's doing at the moment, and I don't see that this will be a bad fit in any way. But I am wondering um, if anything will be different, and because of the sort of operations background that he's coming to, from, I think many people have speculated that Apple is different now because Tim Cook comes from an operation background. I mean, a lot um, of people are now, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Human resources is ops. Um, retail is now ops. Designers now ops, CEOs obviously ops. Yeah, but I don't think that's necessarily meaning that it will be different in any way. I think I don't know about Jeff's background that much, but um, as you said, Kai, he's like he's he seemed very good at the like presenting all the things that he has been in charge of before. So I think maybe this would just make like if johnny ive has never really been on the stage in that way he has he just has he? stopped doing that yeah oh okay okay well, do you know why he stopped i think he did i mean from what i've heard he just didn't like it so he didn't want okay. to do it yeah i was thinking maybe this will actually highlight more things that designers have done um by the fact that jeff will be in charge of presenting those things uh but i really i really don't know i don't really feel like i know how to speculate this but i just don't think it will be a big difference for us that's noticeable for now and i also think apple tend to design a lot of their things uh, for the future for the next upcoming couple of years so i think like if there are anything changing from this i think it will be probably seen in the long term um so i think we just have to wait and see but the interesting part is to see like if there is more coming out of this with Johnny I've still being involved and sort of seeing how the love from relationships works because I think that is also interesting because Apple hasn't really been renowned to be a client of someone. Um so I wonder if this is changing like the general way that they are working. Um I'm interested in the other things that come out of uh love from. Yeah, I think that's yeah, the interesting me too. thing. Like what what is it that Johnny wanted to do? Yeah. If if I mean, I, I definitely understand that he has done the Apple stuff for such a long time and it might just be too monotone. Like it's the same type of products that are being designed and maybe he want to go away from tech products. Um, so it will be interesting to see that. Um, what's the what's the name of the second guy who is also at Apple? Who he will? Oh, <laughs> uh, good because Apple only has two people, but that's an easy <laughs> one to answer. Oh, I gotta check. Uh, one second. You do, mean do, do, do. Mark Newsom? Mark Newsom. Oh, I actually got it right. Yeah, uh, and that's an easy name to pronounce too. Uh, but I think Mark Newsom is also leaving with him. And if you look at things that Mark Newsom has made, it's not he's not really from like he hasn't only focused on hardware stuff. So I wonder if he will work more on things. They will work more on like. Other, other style of products that are not uh, tech related that would be interesting to see but it's also yeah that's the thing at the moment right if mm. Johnny Ive would want to design like whatever he wants to design like Apple needs to enter that market otherwise it makes no sense yeah. right if at the moment now with a new new agency if Johnny Ive wants to design a mechanical watch can design a mechanical watch uh, not too long ago he would have to convince Apple to go into the mechanical watches which is probably so. A do you hard think there's like a particular thing that he wanted to design that he probably couldn't? not a particular thing? There are probably a whole bunch of things that he 
can now do without mm -hmm. having the entire company. Like, I just see that as more and more conflicting between his interests and Apple's business goals. Because yep. over time, right, there will be things that he would like to design, but also knowing that Apple, it doesn't make sense for Apple to go into that industry. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to hear what the pricing of his services will be. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't think he will be a person struggling to get clients. And I wonder we need what a type website, of so send him a message <laughs> now before he's gone at johnny at apple.com. <laughs> And inquire his hourly rate for yeah. for logo. And no, I'm, ju design. I'm just curious to hear sort of what type of brands he will he will go ahead and design for. Is he mostly like interested in like high end cars or high end watches? And I just want to like I'm just curious to see like what the focus will be, what he has been excited about, what he ha <laughs> that he hasn't been able to do at Apple. So I can and be incredibly <laughs> anticlimactic. Uh, <laughs> what? What do you mean? It's like a table set. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it will be a really good table set yeah. and quite expensive. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm just looking forward to sort of hear more on Johnny's, uh, more about Johnny's journey from here. Yeah, but overall, I, I think I, I don't really like all the hot takes. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean no. it's entertaining to read because it was like a fifty-fifty split between Apple is doomed and Apple is no longer doomed, and everything is getting thicker, and like if and everything is getting thinner, and like. <laughs> I don't, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. But I, I do think, I mean, it's it's one of the, I mean, there are they're probably like only a handful of very core long-term Apple people that are at Apple still, at least publicly. And he was definitely one of that, a person of that group. So it's, What do you mean by publicly? Like, I mean, I'm sure there are certain people at who have been at Apple for oh, 20 okay. plus yep. years. Yep. We just haven't heard of them. Yeah. But from like all the public figures, like the people that are on their leadership team mm -hmm. page, um, there are not that many that have been there for basically an entire journey. And Johnny was definitely one of the most influential of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be, I think he's definitely going to be missed in many ways and uh, i'm gonna miss the videos <laughs> um so yeah that's unfortunate but i do understand why he want to move on and do other things i mean he's he's one of four i mean of, of recent apple one of four c-level executives at apple um yeah will be interesting mm. we lost zach Maybe we actually Zaxi. did lose Zach. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> Zach's just doing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about all the noise. Um, yeah. No, I think you covered it nicely. I don't know. I feel like this was a bit of uh, back and forth and we didn't really come to any conclusion. Um, <laughs> but that's exciting to listen to. I'm sure this might be exactly be the strategy of announcing it this way. But also, who wants to follow on from Johnny Ive? Like, who wants to be his direct replacement? I kind of I, yeah, yeah, I understand hard. why they haven't announced a direct uh, sort of, like, person to step up into his role. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it takes a few years before, if ever, they get a CDO again. Um, mm. Just because, I mean, no matter who you are, you could be as good as they come, but do you really want to be the person who follows Johnny Ive at Apple? Probably not, mm -hmm. uh, considering the influence and also the attention that he gets as uh, as he has the last few years. It's kind of mm -hmm. like Tim Cook stepping into Steve Jobs' role. Like, that's really difficult. No matter who yeah. you are in the world, that's yeah. a like, so really, really yeah. difficult role to fill. Um, but, but it would be hard be for filled. Apple to not have a CEO, whereas a CDO is yes, something exactly. that's not necessarily... A requirement. Mm -hmm. And I'm and sure internally there is, you know, there there would be lead designers and head designers and all of those things, but they're just not making public appearances yet. And I'm sure we'll get there and we'll learn more about that team eventually. Uh, it could also be that they just want to sort of have a more uh, broad design team and not sort of have a public-facing mm -hmm. figure. I mean, like, the benefit... I mean, I think Johnny has pretty strong opinions and a pretty strong design aesthetic in his work and i i think kind of makes sense to have him at like sort of headline design for apple but maybe if you have um if if there's sort of not so much that one person who has as much of a say it kind of makes sense to just have a general sort of apple design language going forward that isn't yeah. uh like at least publicly isn't known to be the work of one person so yeah I yeah i sort of wanted to get to that but i feel like i wasn't able to express that i feel the fact that um 
Jeffrey Williams is now sort of in that position it doesn't necessarily mean that he will have an impact on the sign. It might just mean that they have him there to be someone who uh, the people in the design team can just communicate with when they want to communicate with the rest of the... Um, yeah, just just to have someone to communicate to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe... The, I mean, the design team is quite small and maybe they are working in a more agile way than many of the other teams. And I think they will realistically be able to take the responsibilities that are necessary to move on as a design co- as a design team. I think they seem to be very talented people. So maybe it's just not necessary. To, if they don't have a specific outspoken person, maybe it makes sense to have that as a sort of joint responsibility in the design team in general. And also think about the last few years, whenever there has been a poor or questionable design, such as charging the Magic Mouse uh, underneath, or even the, the new Mac Pro, which is better in person but doesn't look great on a website um butterfly keyboards think about all those things that have been sort of put onto johnny and have been blamed on johnny whether or not that's true we don't know we might never know um you know did johnny insist that the the butterfly keyboard must stay i doubt johnny i was involved with the magic mouse charging mechanism <laughs> that was such <laughs> well, you an know. unimportant piece of hardware i don't think but on Twitter this week, I saw people sort of attributing that design to him. So, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. got this, there's, there's yeah. drawbacks to having such a, a public figure as the head of your design. So, maybe it's not but it's something also, that they want. Yeah. In, in general, I do think having, having people publicly responsible for things is not necessarily a bad thing. Rather than just having this kind of mass of people that are like... A committee that designs products is probably not. You, you still need someone that uh, is kind of the, the public face, especially in a company like Apple that is so design focused. I do think having a public face of the design at Apple is important. I, yeah, I feel like when Steve was still there, though, it didn't feel as necessary because I felt like Steve was quite product and design focused in general. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think, like you say, it's such an important part of Apple. So ideally, this should be something that everyone cares about and everyone sort of... Sure, sure. But for. I mean, you would be... I mean, Craig Federici is is the is the face of software engineering. I mean, he's one of uh, thousands of people by now, right? Mm-hmm. But he's, he's the person that you would want to interview for software-related things. That's thing. true. You still kind of... I think a company like this... To, to present itself the way Apple wants to present itself, there is value in having one person that embodies or speaks for the team. So you have that kind of feeling of a personal connection to that yeah, part true. of the, the, the company. Because otherwise, Apple will start feeling like a the, the size of company it is. I, I think yeah. Apple still feels today smaller than it is based on them having people that stay the long term becoming the face of the separate parts of the company. Mm-hmm. And I do think that is that is an interesting and important part of how Apple markets and presents themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And he is yeah. to design sort of what Craig Federici is to software yeah. engineering. So yeah. it yeah. makes sense. But yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it does take a year or two before a replacement is sort of made known publicly. Yep. Cool. So if you want to if you want to hire uh, love from Johnny yeah, you get Apple the name com. right. You get the name right. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it rolls off the tongue. No. Love from. Love from. Love from. Hmm. It sounds a bit French. Love from. Love from. <laughs> As you can hear, we're, we're I cutting speak that French. One out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. right. Considering that this will be a shorter episode, um, because we're totally not recording another one right after this, should we go to the pigs? Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Should we just do it very (laughs) simply and go in the order that we have in our document? What? What a crazy idea. Um, Sure. Yeah. Mal. Okay. But I was the one writing the list. I obviously was selfish enough to write my own name first. So I'm sorry about that. That's okay. But I'm going to start about... and. for those of you who don't know what this is, this is our weekly picks. That's what we go with. Things of the week. Things of the week. So my thing this week is a game called Hidden Folks. Are you sure you have not picked that I'm before? not sure I haven't picked this before, but I was in a hurry when picking it and I wasn't really having time to look up if I picked this before. I really don't think I did. Um, so this I is a game. I don't think so. It doesn't sound familiar. Okay, okay. cool. 
this is a game called Hidden Folks, and it's sort of like a Find Waldo, but very, very advanced level, and Waldo is not looking really any different from any of the other characters. Um, so it's about, like, it's a oh. really cute game. Is it called Where's Wallo? Waldo or Where's Wally in Australia? It's Wally, but everyone understands Wally. what you mean when you say Waldo. What? Why do you rename him? <laughs> well, like, what kind of name is Waldo? <laughs> <laughs> Who names their kid Wally? Who names their kid Waldo? <laughs> like, Wally's a good name. So, yeah, it's Where's Wally Okay. Okay, where's Wally or where's Waldo? Which is not either even the game I'm talking about. So I'm talking about Hidden <laughs> Folks, uh, and it's a cute like hidden sketch folks or game. Folks. Oh, Wally is actually the original folks. name, and Waldo <laughs> is the U.S., Canadian, Swedish, and German one, and probably other Wait, countries. Wait, so the original is British? Yeah, the original is British. Where's Wally? That is crazy. Crazy, the, <laughs> the, the craziest thing I heard all week. <laughs> um, so. This is a game, uh, I'm trying to stay on topic here, um, where um, it's a really cute game because everything is hand-drawn and it's basically you have a whole city or a whole park or a whole desert, like there are mo- so many different levels where you have to find like 10 to 20 different characters of different things in general uh, and the sketches are interactive. So you can, like if you have a building, you can pull up the blinds to check if there's something in the building or in a room or if you have a sidewalk, you will be able to move um different like benches and like different uh, what do you call it um, manholes away from the ground um, and then the like things will fly up from the manhole and then you will be able to like see if that's what you're looking for so you have to find and spot all those different things and as soon as you uh, have like tapped on a character that you think is the thing you're looking for um, you will uh, be able to continue to the next character and this is just a really like relaxing game. It's like a puzzle game and it just feels quite therapeutic. It's like, it's, it's like really focusing on this and it's like really nice sound effects. They have like all those really cute noises that some of the humans make in the game. Uh, and I think it's just two creators that just made random noises and recorded that. Um, and it's, it's a really fun game, really cute. And they have a few, like a fair bit of levels too. Um, so if you want to have something that's sort of equivalent to a crossword puzzle or a regular puzzle, this is a really sort of nice game to, to play. I really like it. Turns out in German, where is Waldo is called, uh, wo ist weiter? So it's oh, Walter. That's the same in Swedish. No, I, in Swedish it's Waldo. Really? Or Valle. Walter or is a better name than Waldo. Hugo. Yeah, Hugo. Yeah, so in Sweden ha- he has three names. Um, anyway, a lot of work to, to hand draw all those, all those different scenes. I know. Yeah, wow. I know. It looks amazing. I think it was just one developer and one artist making this. Mm. Um, so it's very impressive. Mm. Mm. All right. That's my Zach. pick. Okay, my pick. And I have to be very clear that this is not a sponsor because this company tends to sponsor podcasts, uh, is BitRise, <laughs> which is a continuous integration service, which I Woo-hoo! use for my continuous iOS side projects. Um, so the idea being that, well, you can build your app and run stuff, and run tests and things. Ah, uh, why am I explaining CI? I'm not good at this. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to assume notice. you know what CI is. Anyway, so BitRise is really good, uh, really good CI and sort of the the best replacement that I've found for Buddy Builds in terms of uh, no hassle setup and sort of just create an account and get started type of thing. Well, a um, bit of hassle. <laughs> how so? <laughs> Have you actually managed have you gotten it to work by just pointing it at your repository because well, you for me to it always certificates but yeah apart from that for me that it profile, always I mean. flaked out somewhere or it's like uh, which which branch should i build and then you have to type in a branch name like the full the full branch name rather than just oh yeah i get that you have to pick yeah you have to pick the the main branch it is, but I don't it know, is different and then always yeah design. it always flaked out with anyway uh it's well, apart from others. that, I think the setup is, pre- is pretty easy. Like, I think I'm, could, I'm sorry. Yeah, isn't isn't Bitrise a free um, CI yeah, yeah. system too? So I think in comparison yeah, yeah. to many other free options for CI, Bitrise is actually quite smooth to get set up. And yeah, don't get don't... me wrong. I'm using it too, but it's definitely like you have to like Buddy Build to me was like you pointed at something yeah, and it works. Yeah, but Buddy Build is like the, it's 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 really nice. 
Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to yeah, kind yes. of contrast. You're comparing it's, to it's, the gold you're... standard, but like, you know, this, <laughs> but is, this is the like... next best thing because you can no longer yeah. sign up for a, a BuddyBuild account. You might be able mm. to this time next year. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> uh, but until then, BitRise is sort of my go-to. And I think the reason that I picked... Well, I, I quite like the service and it does everything that I need, you know, in terms of like building things and running tests. And also uh, having set up... Uh, Deployment is really nice. So, uh, you know, no longer having to manually archive an Xcode project and then sit while it and sit and wait while it uploads to App Store Connect only to come back 20 minutes later and hope that it's processed. Um, BitRise just takes care <laughs> of all that, which if, is really If you nice. happen to run beta software on your computer and Apple will reject all the builds you upload from your computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that is also true. So, it's another way to <laughs> ship uh, software when you mm-hmm. can't can from you, your computer. So it's really good. Can you um, test it out? Can you use this is, uh, in Bitrise? Can you decide to use uh, betas versions yeah. of Xcodes to test that out? Yeah, yeah. So yeah? That, yes, mm-hmm. that's what okay. I'm getting at, which is really awesome. That's why I'm picking mm. it this week because they've already jumped on the Xcode 11 uh, beta support train. Um, I think they'd actually done this the week of or the week after WWDC. At least by the time I'd gotten back home, uh, they had set it up and everything was good. So you can run all your tests and run your builds uh, in using Xcode 11 if you've taken the plunge and updated your project to use shiny new APIs that won't build in Xcode 10. Because uh, that has been one of my complaints in the past is that they are often slow to update um, to new beta versions, but now... Uh, at least this year, for both Beta 1 and Beta 2, they've been really fast. So it's really nice to sort of have a CI system that keeps itself up to date. Um, you don't have to sit around waiting, so it's really awesome. Um, yeah, I think there are issues at the moment with uh, uploading to App Store Connect from Bitrise if you use Xcode 11, just because some of the uh, ways that that is done behind the scenes has changed. So it seems to usually Wouldn't error Apple out. Apple reject those builds anyways? No, you could test flight. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, you can uh, upload to test flight. Um, okay. Which is which is another thing, a good thing on Apple's part this year is they've been really good about uh, having test flight support for the betas uh, pretty much from day one. Because again, in past years, sometimes it takes a few betas before they support test flight, and even then, test flight support for builds might come a few days after the new Xcode beta. Uh, but it seems like they've been a bit more on the ball this year, which is awesome because it means that developers can build and test things earlier, uh, get into the hands of users, and then eventually have better software when they ship in September. Yay! Um, so yeah, that's my pick, Bitrise. Ooh. If you if you work by yourself or you work on any side projects that are like mobile apps, uh, I definitely recommend checking it out. You're a little bit limited on the free plan. Don't you think this works? It does work for Teams too, though, right? It it does, yeah. but like then it's paid, and then you'd probably be looking at more than just free options. So you'd have a bit more okay. shopping around to do. Whereas if you're looking for free CI. Uh, it's really good. Um, you're limited to okay. 200 builds a month on the free plan. And I think builds can run for 10 minutes, but slightly longer if you uh, invite people to your or invite people to sign up for BitRise. So there's a few ways okay. to get longer builds. But yeah, it's pretty Don't good. Don't you also get a free t-shirt if you invite five people? Yes. Once the fifth person signs up, I think. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And also, so. even if you would work in a team, it's quite nice. If you have any environment variables that you want to set, you can do them there and then not having to give them to every single person in your team. So for like automatic up, uh, like uploads to, to iTunes Connect, you don't have to necessarily give everyone in your team the credentials. You can just have them in. And you don't in have to revoke other people's certificates accidentally. Yep. And uh, it can do all that stuff for you, and you have one central place f- where you where you update them if you want to ever update your credentials. Which can makes you also it do nice. other things from there, like submitting? Can you can you upload other things for the App Store? Um, like for example, if you're using something like uh, Fastlane integration, can you t- automate yes. screenshots and upload that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it has pretty nice Fastlane integration, so you could automate your screenshot upload process. You'd most likely have to be a paid. Uh, paid on a paid Bitrise plan because those often take a while to run. But yeah, okay. you can completely automate all of that. You can even uh, have it set to automatically upload your Fastlane metadata each time as well. So if you make any changes locally, that just oh, gets cool. pushed to the next version on App Store Connect. So it's actually really neat. And I mean, I don't use it nearly as extensively as is possible, but there's so much that you can do, which is really, really awesome. Mm. Cool. Good pick. Um, Thank you. 
Kai. And I also have a developer tool again. Uh, this this week it's Proxy Man, <laughs> which is Proxy Man. Yeah, is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> That's how you pronounce it. <laughs> um, it is basically if if you've ever used Charles, I think we talked about it last episode or one before. What one before that? I don't remember. I don't think we ever spoke about Charles. It was in yeah, person. All right, we, we spoke we did about, talk Charles about Charles at some point. Well, um, no, on the podcast, but when we were recording in person. Oh, okay. So okay. yes, we did, we did talk about it. Either way, uh, Charles is kind of like a debugging proxy application where you can see like uh, requests as they come in. And Gosh, then see all our picks are based on other picks or based on other things. <laughs> hidden, uh, hidden Fox is worse, Waldo. Bitrise is body build equivalent, like equivalent and proximate is <laughs> Charles. So we're very mm. creative here. Mm. Um Anyway, so it, I, I used to use Charles for a long time, and it's been really nice. But the application has always been a bit... Um, I mean, it's not the most native uh, UI, and I mean, it's its fine. Um, but Proximan is basically the same thing, but uh, it feels more native. So you can intercept uh, any of your, um, basically, requests, and you can see... Uh, the requests that come that come out of any of your applications that you're running on your simulator or your Mac or your iPhone, uh, see exactly what uh, information was sent and what information was received. So if you're getting like a weird bug in your in your app, for example, and you want to see, all right, what did the app send to the server and what response did the server sent as a result of that? It's quite nice. In to, you get a pretty nice uh, UI to to see see all of those requests and they have a lot of folders and so filters. why would you prefer this over something like shells it's it's not that i'm necessarily preferring it i just ran into it recently and it just is way nicer of a ui okay. um so it's just a good alternative so if people want to try something like this or people have run into issues with charles or they just want something that is a very pleasing uh, has a mo- way more pleasing graphical user interface. Uh, I think Proximan is 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 that very similar product, but with a nicer UI. Okay. And if you're, I think price is the same. It's fifty bucks per user. But if if you're subscribing to setup, for example, it's it's part of that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and they do pricing right, where they'll give you a year of updates. And exactly. after that, I presume you get to keep that version, unlike something like Tower, which requires an ongoing <laughs> subscription. And I'm still mad about that, but I pay it very reluctantly. Um, so anyway, this looks really cool. Um, yeah, it actually looks it actually looks really good. Um, I should hmm. probably check it out because Charles, it works really well and has really cool features, but it is not the nicest Mac app I have ever used. <laughs> yes, that, that's ex- that's that's exactly why I even considered to look into others. Yeah, nice. And, all right. And, and can you Otherwise, like do all the fancy like overriding requests automatically and things like it, that? Yeah, it has like the compose, repeat, export options cool. on yeah. requests. Awesome. I very well might check this out. Mm. Oh, and you can do the whole certificate on iOS simulators and all of that. Yeah, it looks yep. good. What if you cool. want to? Proxies. Uh, what if you want to intercept any network traffic from your phone? Like yeah, you can install the the certificate on your phone, okay. and then you can see them all in uh, in the uh, Proximan app. Okay. It doesn't have Charles uh, has an independent app on your phone. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, Proximan doesn't have that. They just have the certificate. Well, well the Charles approach. one is optional. I mean, you don't need it to. Yeah, yeah, but you can, work. in theory, do it. Like, I sometimes do that for, I don't know, if I want to see how someone implemented their APIs, yeah, I might yeah. turn it on just on my phone to see what's what's happening yeah, on the yeah, network. Because then you can, yeah, yeah. And when I'm not around a Mac or and you if see I don't everything, use a Mac. you see so everything directly in the app then as that's, well. That's right. So yeah. you can basically do everything directly on your phone, which is quite nice. So that's why I use Charles. But when I want to use it in a Mac-bound workflow, I, I definitely prefer Proximan at the moment for, for the nicer UI. Is... Proximan new? Uh, I'm just on there, like proximan.io forward slash blog, and it's got all release history of Proximan, and the f- only entry is June 9th. So what version okay. is um, the software at? I think I ran into it the first time in late 2018. Okay, so it's definitely been around. Oh, okay, so I've yeah. just downloaded it, and it's version 143. So anyway, maybe the website's yeah. uh, only got the latest release as opposed to uh, the entire release Possible. history. Yeah, yeah. Cool. it's been anyway, around for a little good. bit, but it's definitely not, uh, definitely not uh, as old or as long. 
hasn't been around as long as Charles has. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more, something more recent. I'm just looking on GitHub. The first release was in August 2018. Okay, nice. So yeah, it is fairly new, but mm. looks really good. Cool. Thanks for mm. that pick. I will probably check that out. Well, I am checking it out, but I'll maybe buy it <laughs> when my Charles license expires. Cool. All right. So all right. that's all the time we have for this part of this week's episode. <laughs> Uh, that's very smooth of saying it. I know. Um, yeah. Um, I talk to you guys later sometime. All right. Let's let's jump not right. be suspicious about this. <laughs> let's jump right into the next episode. All right. Okay. Happy is episode that, is two. Is that your ending or your start? Happy episode two. You guys are really bad at pretending that we're recording on I, separate I don't, days. I don't want to pretend. Should I'm, we at least I'm, I'm stop just... the recording and then start sure. it again? <laughs>